0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers come from behind to beat Livingston But it comes at a cost as Ryan Kent limbs off injured Celtic continue to set the pace with a victory at Hamilton Before heading to Wren And Hearts fans protest outside Tyne Castle But Craig Levine says he's not fearing for his job I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. And now it's all about Europe Staying in as long as possible Instead of trying to get out but Celtic and Rangers have to make sure the Europa League is a bonus and not a burden. They're in with some tasty company from Portugal, Italy, Holland and France. It's a big ask when you're involved in a fight to the death for the title in your own backyard at the same time. But it could be worse, Alec. You could be hymns or hearts. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the football the weekend. Gone three points both for both the old firm. Uh, not great performances. Pressures continue to mount on Levine and Heckenbottom after a disappointing weekend for them. Mother will continue to impress under Stephen Robinson and, uh, you know, come on up back to back wins. Plenty to, to, to discuss. Yeah, plenty to discuss indeed. So let's hear it from, let's hear from you. 0141 951 1025. Get in touch right now. Tell us what was your biggest talking point from the weekend. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Your result of the weekend, please, Hugh Keevens. My result of the weekend is Air United 2, Dundee United 0. Robbie Nielsen, the Dundee United manager, gets the first Craig Levine award for Don't say that He did say that Dundee United players were better coached than Air United players <laughs> Look what happened, Alec yeah, Your result say, of the yes, weekend? I'm going for uh, Ross County uh, to score in, in a dying seconds I think it was an important three points I think they'll be kind of going neck and neck with teams like Hamilton and, and St Mirren So... Rose County for me And your goal of the weekend Mr ah, Keevans For me undoubtedly Sherwin Seedorf For Motherwell At Tynecastle The Hearts goalkeeper Was still diving for the ball When it was behind him And in the net anyway He's diving on the way back out here Yeah Yeah for me it was a Rangers goal Brandon Barkers I thought it was a really Well constructed goal I thought the ball So it's more about the build up Rather than the strike Yeah absolutely I, I take Hugh's point uh, You know I think Seedorf's uh, Individual But in terms of a team goal The ball up to Morelos Round the corner to Ojo the weighted pass and, and the finish from Brandon Barker to come in and then rifle into the top corner was impressive. I mean, look at that. We're getting different types of goals and everything. We're getting long range strikes. We're getting well worked team goals. You two have got it all covered. Let's hear from you though. What was your takeaway from the weekend? 01419511025. Uh, the later of the, the two big games from a Glasgow perspective was at Ibrooks. Let's start there. Stephen Gerrard says he challenged a few of his match winners to go out and change the game when they went in. 0-0 at half time against Livingston He says they did deserve the win Acknowledges they weren't at their best And he was happy with the contribution of Brandon Barker After replacing the injured Ryan Kent We expected Livingston to come Big physical team, be organised Difficult to break down I think you know we were the team in the first half Trying to find the breakthrough I think we created a few decent half chances We hit the crossbar But you're hoping one of them opportunities goes in And then the game completely changes So at half time I put it on a few I put it on a few of my match winners and said, come on, we've got 45 minutes to, to win a game. That's your challenge. Unfortunately, we took another setback. So having not got the early goal and conceding the penalty, the challenge become even more difficult and complicated. But I think that provoked us into our best. I think from the from going a goal down, I thought we were excellent and we looked really dangerous, could have scored a few more. Um, but over the course of the 90 minutes, we, we, we certainly deserved to win. But we weren't at our best. 
Is that a real positive that Brandon Barker came on and managed to bag a goal, especially if Ryan's going to be out in the job as well? Yeah, the plan was for you know Brandon's been working ever so hard to get himself match fit and 100%. Uh, he's very close to that. The plan was to play Ryan for 60 and then bring Brandon on for the last 30, 35 minutes. But the goal on his home debut and his performance, I think, will do his confidence the world of good. I think he'll only get better and better with games and fitness. But you can see, you know, he's a clever player. He can open the door. He took his goal really well, so credit to him. Rangers fans, an injury to Ryan Kent. Such fanfare about his return. It was a second debut for the club and then he limps off injured. He's going to be out for a few weeks. What do you make of that? Is Brandon Barker the replacement? Did he show enough at the weekend to suggest that he can come in and replace Ryan Kent? 01419511025. Uh, Hugh, if you think back to the reaction on Saturday's show, Celtic fans and Rangers fans reacted very similarly, oh. as in the performance wasn't the best, but it was three points, and that's the priority. They were saying similar things. In the season when a draw is a disaster and a defeat is a catastrophe, uh, that's the way it's going to be Fair play to Rangers Because You sign a player For £7 million And he doesn't last Until half time On his debut You then Look down the barrel After Stephen Lawless Makes it 1-0 for Livy Back to back defeats At Ibrox One of them a game Against Celtic That would have been A disaster For the Rangers fans So Fair play to them They look down the barrel Stephen Gerrard says He put it on some And they responded because they gave him three goals and three points I think it was the speed in which they responded to Obviously I think they scored quite sharpest Livy I think it was 47 minutes and Within seven or eight minutes Rangers had responded And I think I said at the weekend The importance of James Tavernier You know we've seen that a few weeks ago When he was playing against Kilmarnock They went 1-1 in the 80th minute uh, He was the guy that was driving them forward And it was similar again at the weekend His delivery into the box is, is excellent I think if you look at actually deliveries Gordon you have to say that he has One of the best deliveries in the league uh, gets a goal The assist for the For the for the second goal uh, For Morelos So I think it was an important one For Steven Gerrard As I said I was at the game a year ago At this time When Livingston beat them All being it was away It's important to continue To win these type of games The number you need to get in touch tonight Is 0141 We are as well On Twitter as always At Clyde SSB Let's get stuck in With Martin who's first up He's a Rangers fan From Falkirk How are you tonight Martin? I'm alright, gentlemen. How are yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks, Martin. What did you make of that at the weekend? Um, I was happy. I mean, it was sloppy at times, um, but for, for me, this is a sign of progression um, because last year this was the result that we would have drawn. Um, we were struggling to break teams down last year um, when they put so many behind behind the ball, and this year we seem to be getting over the line. I mean, maybe you know not very nice to watch at times, but the fact that three points are in the bag and we move on to the next game. Um, I wasn't I know it was his first game back But I wasn't that impressed With um, Ryan Kent He kept losing the ball A couple of drives He was trying to make it, The ball would go behind him And he was on a head And I thought that Maybe that's just too critical In his first game back But I would have expected A bit more um, From him Considering how much We paid for him um, Another point I wanted to make Was to ask here Yeah You remember uh, Over the weekend I think you may have mentioned it The weekend prior um, About Rangers Saying if Rangers don't win The league this season um, that Stephen Gerrard would be sacked Do you stand by that? Absolutely, yeah well, well, can I put a hypothetical situation to you? Sure Yeah If um, Rangers don't win the league Hypothetically don't win the league this season Do you think it would not be better To keep a manager on board Who's ice showing signs of progression Rather than losing them And having a fresh manager With fresh ideas With a fresh new team And potentially fresh new players 
consider we've only got one season to stop Celtic then. You don't think that's a better or worse of two evils? See, what we're doing here, Martin, is you're having your opinion and I am having mine. My, my thinking is simply this. If Steven Gerrard couldn't stop eight and if he doesn't stop nine, do you give him third time lucky? I don't think you do. Yeah, I would. If the signs of progression, I would rather than a fresh new manager who we don't know what his experience, who have his own new staff, who have new players coming in and only having one season to do that job. I think yeah. it's better to keep that manager on than a fresh you one. See, you see, Martin, I would never say your opinion is wrong and mine is right. I am simply giving you my opinion and I respect yours and I can see the merit in your opinion. I just think that if it were to be the case that Celtic won nine in a row and let's imagine that the the gap at the end of the season is fairly substantial. If it was nine points again as it was at the end of last season, I don't think you would get a unanimous verdict from the Rangers supporters to say, let's give them a third chance. Whilst we're doing hypotheticals, that might all have been offset by... Cup wins or or lack of cup Absolutely. wins But anyway, uh, there's a bit of time before we, we worry about that sort of stuff um, Martin kicked us off Alex by uh, talking about Rangers being sloppy um, Maybe expected a bit more from Ryan Kent But at the same time, acknowledging like many people um, Three points is the priority Yeah, I think that's the important thing Gordon And uh, when you look at Celtic on the day and you actually look at Rangers They both of them were sloppy, they weren't at their sharp best uh, I think Steven Gerrard was probably more under pressure to get that result on the back of the disappointment of the old firm uh, result. Um, it's interesting because the, all the talk prior to the game was well, for two weeks to reflect on us. You expected Rangers to come out the traps and never quite worked like that. You know, I know they hit the bar and, and, and had one or two opportunities throughout the, that first half. But I was said in the show on Saturday, the longer this went on, we always felt as if, oh, we've got a bit of rumbling. And, and that was the case at half time. However, I, as, as I said earlier on, I think the goal from Livingston kick-started the Rangers players uh, and they responded in the right manner and managed to get that proper result This debate over you know points versus performance in, invariably it's both because let's be honest you can actually perform badly every single week and win the league as long as you get the three points yeah. however uh, does there become a point where Rangers fans like Martin will, will want another Really convincing performance So the Hibs game Would be the standout one That would, that would be the the, the, the the complete Dominant performance In the league this season Have there been any others? Prob- um, probably not, really not. not But then be. granted A couple have been away And so on um, But but you can see Where people are coming from You always want better And you would always Be looking to see Okay when, when is the next Convincing Dominant performance That, that we're going to get? Yeah well I think uh, As you rightly said Gordon But if you're 1-3-1 at home Even though it's not great you know, you, you would take that all day, yep. every day. And I think that's a, the, the important thing. They've, they've got St Johnston at the weekend. They've got Livingston away again in the Cup, which is going to be a tricky f- affair. But see, as long as Rangers continue to win, uh, and they'll be trying to grow as well, I think one of the key things I know, I think the importance of Brandon Barker coming in at this present time and scoring, the importance of that, Gordon, is because see, with Kent and Jones being injured, uh, you know, you, you're, you're starting to run mm. out of options offensively. I, I think you can do both, Gordon. I think you can acknowledge the... Incredible importance of three points And at the same time You're perfectly entitled to analyse the performance You acknowledge that the three points Is the most important thing But you are entitled to analyse it And say well Wasn't the best was it? Yeah. Uh, Martin You mentioned Ryan Kent It was obviously his, his first game He's not played a lot of football And now he's injured Did you see enough from Brandon Barker To suggest that he could fill the void? Or is that now an area of concern With Kent and Jones both out? No 
don't think it's a massive area concern. We've got a quite. I mean, we have saying that we have got Jake Hester in loan, and he's been doing quite well as far as I'm aware um, down south. No, I think we've got plenty of um, players in that area. We could rotate around to uh, make do without Kent for now. Um, Karen Kent was a man. I'll be still thinking, yes, we've got him, and this is going to be great. But we we are top heavy in those kind of departments. So no, I'm not that worried. Brandon Barker did look sharp and pacey. He's a great goal. As I was saying, I said, it was a great build-up, but his goal was actually quite good, well-struck. Um, no, I'm not worried about that side of things now. Yeah, he's got a hamstring injury, unfortunately. It's a blow for Ryan, blow for me, blow for all the supporters. You know, um, He's trained well all week and looked ready to, to go. Unfortunately, these things happen in football, but yeah, that's a dis- the only disappointing thing to come out of today, really, is the injury to Ryan. But we'll assess it in the coming days, but... Um, I predict he'll be missing for at least a few weeks. Hamstrings are not days, unfortunately. They normally take a minimum of a couple of weeks. But it's been a tough pre-season for him. You know, he's he's wanted to get out and he's had to wait till the final day. So emotionally, he's probably been all over the place. And then all of a sudden, he gets his move. He's been in a good place. You know, maybe maybe a couple of weeks, just settle down and realise that what's gone on in his life in the last four to six weeks. And we'll get him back fit and stronger. And I'm sure he'll be a big help over the course of the season. Martin and Falkirk Thank you very much For the call uh, Alex The couple of weeks Diagnosis At the yes. moment That would In all likelihood Rule Ryan Kent Out of Well it will Rule him out of The Feyenoord game It probably rules him Out of the Young Boys game By the time that Comes around as well Maybe then You're looking at Porto So you could be Into the You could be Halfway through The, the group stage and, and you maybe Haven't been able to, to, to call on the guy Who was signed for yes. f- Ultimately for, for the big games That how big a blow is that going to be? Yeah, it's, it's, it's massively disappointing. I think uh, Martin uh, hit the nail on the head there, Gordon, when he wasn't, he was saying earlier on, he didn't look his sharp self. But when you actually take it back to when he last played, I think it was about the 15th of May last year. It was a Kilmarnock game for Rangers, yes. wasn't it? Last so, game so, of the season. So you're going back several months to try and get him into um, you know, a, a, an ideal shape going into that game. And I think that was the idea to play him for a particular amount of minutes and then bring on Brandon Barker. But unfortunately, he's pulled his hamstring. Listen, you have to deal with these things. You have a big squad. Brandon Barker's came here, you know, he make an impact, Gordon, and this gives him a perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, John's also a Rangers fan on the line. What did you make of the weekend's performance, John? Hi, how are you doing? All right, Alec. I'm sure. Hello. Uh, I it was obviously just with the call in front of me. I said there, uh, just a wee bit kind of. I, I just thought there was a lot of few loose passes, early doors, and things weren't working out. Uh, obviously, I think the wake up calls when Livingston scored, and I think at the end of the day, I mean, it was three it was one. It could have been four or five. It, to be honest with you. Uh, but my, my main point was, sure, just before I make my point, I was on a Friday night, and I'll say it again, I spoke to somebody, spoke to somebody Saturday, doing the stairs after the game, and, and they also they heard the call, somebody for Rangers heard the call, and, and Friday night, just to let you know, and I'll say it again, win, lose, or draw, against Celtic, we were signing Ryan Kent. I spoke to him Friday night about it. Uh-huh. Uh, so just to let you know, Rangers were signing Ryan Kent It wasn't a panic buy We were signing Ryan Kent I said to you on Friday night He disagreed with me I'm going to say it again Win, lose or draw against Celtic We were signing Ryan Kent Obviously I want to make a point There was a point I came back to the game on Saturday And there was a Celtic fan Alec was, had a wee You and you and two The two had a wee bit of a ding-dong About Ed, Edward and uh, Morelis And then Shoe butted in as he always does He said well what will they Well they were talking about the goal situation And Shoe butted in and says Eh uh, and we'll talk about it at the monetary level. And they should say that Edward was worth twenty million plus and Alfred Morelis was worth nowhere near that. So sure, I would like to ask you tonight, what do you think Morelis is worth? This I is think he's worth I think he's worth between 
12 and 15 million well, it's first not, of all, not quite what you said but No, no, it's not what I said at all uh, I said that uh, the, uh, Edward would go for 20 million plus And that Morelos wouldn't That's what I said, in summary He didn't uh, say it was nowhere near as much No, no, no So you, you'll need to go back to the man That he speak to inside Ibrox And tell him what I really said uh, oh, no, I'm not bothered. I was talking about Ryan Kent. We'll anyway, go back to the Ryan Kent. I don't like it. No, I don't. I don't. No, I'm just intrigued that you go inside Ibrooks to speak to somebody within the club and and clipe. Uh But anyway, I I stand by what I said. It's my personal take on the situation. I have no factual information. Once again, I'm only telling you what I think. Now, we'll go back to Morelos. I think that Edward could fetch, in the fullness of time, twenty million plus. Celtic having paid nine million to get him in the first place, and he's a much much better player now. I think Morelos would fetch half that. So twelve, so 12, 12 to fifteen might not be too far off your summation as well. Twelve, see. Well, if Morelos, uh, if because that's what you said, John, Ed, didn't it? If Edward goes I, for twenty said, plus and Morelos goes for half that, then yeah. I, I said between twelve and fifteen. Sure, just to make something right. I come for East End of Glasgow. I don't like. Okay, no, we're, like going, John, we're going round in circles a wee bit on this one. I must admit, John, getting a, a little bit um, tiresome. But crack on with the the, the valuation comment. That's fair. Well, I think he's worth. Well, remember, Dembele was worth forty million. What did Dembele go for? Yeah. Whoever actually said that, though, John, in terms of this this program and stuff, because I, I hear that all the time. I don't actually remember people saying or hear that, that he was worth forty million. Could be wrong if someone wants to remind me. I, I don't mind, but anyway, uh, I think we're going to do this all season, Alex. Absolutely, uh, it's, it's great for 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 me because John's got his allegiances and other people have their allegiances. Um, we can, some of us can just sit back and enjoy them, and, and, and they're both good, and they're both good for this league. I, I think, I don't don't need to compare them. I think that's one of the key things that we have to acknowledge, Hugh. That both of them are actually developing very well. Both of them are very good yeah. at what they do, and you know, the, because of where we live. People are always looking to try and kind of say one's better than the other, but you have to acknowledge it. And we don't want to actually sell these guys because they're bringing a lot of value to the game. But inevitably, they, they will, will go. Yeah. I mean, if you offer that kind of money, you, whether you happen to be Celtic or Rangers, you are selling. 01419511025, that was the number John dialed. John, thank you very much for the call. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB, and we're going to hear from Celtic boss Neil Lennon. He's coming up after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here looking back on an incident packed weekend in the Scottish leagues as always. Uh, this time last week, we were despairing about the mm. national team. And just when you thought you were over at Scotty Ball and Golly, tweets in uh, to Rob Salt and he says, just like clockwork, as soon as we go back to club football, the Scottish players are on fire. McLean scores against Man City. Forrest scores against Hamilton. McTominay's master class. And don't forget all McBurney's on-off goal. It hurts every time, says Scott. Well, maybe we, we do have to take into account uh, the mentality, the temperamental problem that we might have. Because, for sure, we started well against Russia and Belgium and then fell apart in both Enough of that I don't think anyone needs to go back down that road again uh, Jim is on uh, A Rangers fan Slightly frustrated He says when Kent signed Stephen Gerrard said he's not ready He plays him And then does his hamstring And here's one for you Alex um, There's always an opposing opinion 
Bob yes. says Tell Alex Tavernier's deliveries Are not excellent It's a media myth I'm sitting in the Sandy Jardin rear Nobody around me believes Tav should be in the team Never mind the captain Nine out of ten crosses Hit the first defender Or float 20 yards over everyone Poor crosses mm. Says Bob the Rangers fan I'll tell you what It must add some crosses At the weekend the, the, the couple I saw Was obviously the goal And then obviously the corner uh, Which set up Barello So there's two right away um, And when you look at his assist last year uh, as well as uh, his uh, free kicks and penalties So he, he is a dead ball specialist That was Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's hear from Neil Lennon Celtic fans What did you make of the game at Hamilton? Hamilton fans Might you have snatched something at the end? 0141 951 1025 uh, Neil Lennon says It's a brilliant achievement Having a 100% record in the league After five games He says his only regret Against Hamilton Is that they didn't score more Three points Very good performance In difficult conditions Five wins out of five, which we've not done for a long time at the start of the season. Clean sheet, so that's a third out of five. So we are playing very, very well. The only tinge of regret is we didn't score more. You know, Jamesy's hit the bar. Jamesy had a fantastic game. And you can see with the pitch drying up with the wind, you know, it slowed the pitch right down. And we have to give credit to Hamilton, who, you know, set their stall out to be difficult to beat. So in terms of being maybe a spectacle... It takes two teams to make a game, but we did all the running and there was no anxiety out there today at all. Listen, you can see how difficult it is to do because we haven't done it for a decade. So that's a brilliant start to the season. Yeah, and I suppose, Hugh, again, this depends whether you're a bigger picture type of of analyst or you're focused on the 90 minutes because, again, Celtic clearly weren't at their best. Uh, They perhaps should have scored more goals. Um, But Neil Lennon pointing out there, now that they've won their first five league games, that's something they've not actually managed to achieve since the 2010-11 season So even Brendan Rodgers The Invincible Treble Whatever it was um, n- None of those seasons Saw Celtic win Their first five league yeah. games Like they have at the moment Yep There's no downside To five games Five wins 18 goals Having said that Might as well fall out With everyone Alec uh, Having upset the Rangers fans <laughs> Might as well upset The Celtic ones as well uh, I, I disagree with Neil Lennon I don't think it was A very good performance I thought it was A laboured performance Particularly second half Apart from the James Forrest goal and James Forrest rattling the crossbar, I don't remember any other chances. So I thought that maybe it's, as Neil said, difficult conditions, the concrete flooring that you have to play on. Uh, I'm quite sure that Celtic will be all the better for being on their own fine grass pitch next Sunday when they play Kilmarnock. But for me, it was a laboured performance. However, no downside to five played, five won. Yeah, you have to commend them on five league wins when you say nine or ten years ago. So from that point of view, uh, I think you have to say well done. I agree with you totally. I didn't think it was a good performance at all. Uh, I, I, ideally, the three points is all you really want. Oh. There's been a many a hiccup on an AstroTurf pitch, but they got the job done. But it wasn't uh, classic. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Alex is in Hillington. Hi, Alex. Hi guys, how you doing? You okay? Not yeah, too Alex. bad at all. What's your point tonight? I've got two points. Um, first one is about uh, start of the season. I'm a Celtic fan, um, and obviously, apart from maybe 20 minutes at Motherwell in the second half against Cluj, I'm really impressed with Lennon at the start of the year. I was one of the ones that didn't want him to come back as manager, right? No, I don't love Neil Lennon, but everything he's done before as manager and player. But I see the team. When Brendan Rodgers was there the first two years, the football would brown the table, table. We've done eight. Seven trophies they won. But I think the, the football's much quicker now. When you play in the SPL, like the Murrayville game, under Brendan, we'd have kept about 2-1, maybe 3-1. I 
I can see this team looking for more goals and things like that. What do you think about that? That's my first point. Yeah, I think the invincible season when uh, Brendan Rodgers took over at Celtic, I think that was football of the very highest order. Uh, but by the time he left, uh, people, some people, not all, I said some, uh, were you know a little bored with the, the, the tippy-tappy nature of it all. And they do appreciate Neil Lennon's style of football, I think. So I agree with you. Listen, I think he's actually trying... Sorry? Sorry, Alex. I was just about to say, it's just two totally different kind of styles altogether. It's contrast. And Neil Lennon's a bit more up and at him, get the ball into the box a lot quicker, whereas Brendan is a lot more possession-based. It's Mm. just two different ways. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you manage to get results and trophies, no one will care. On Saturday, it... It's, it dried up a bit towards the end And that's what's giving people like Hugh The the, the overwhelming sense that the performance wasn't great If you go back to the first half Alex They, yep. they managed to cut Hamilton open Time and time again It was maybe the Quality was, of the final the, ball the final ball Yeah like I say that Owen Fawn Williams didn't have a great deal to do yeah. But Celtic were at the byline numerous times Ball and golly seemed to have space El Yunusi seemed to have space And I, I guess Credit goes to Hamilton for, yeah. for stopping that later in the game Yeah I think from Brian Ray's point of view He would have been disappointed to concede so early Gordon Because he would have wanted to work away into the game And trying to get a lot of confidence from that They just really overloaded it They went a 5-4-1 Which basically meant Within the the confines of that The width of that box It just became over uh, congested And it was very difficult for Celtic To kind of carve anything open But in terms of possession We we had a start after about 15-20 minutes They had 80% of the ball And we we were stood here saying Listen, it's going to be 3 or 4 Because we felt as if they had the quality to do that But you have to give uh, Hamilton credit And 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 eventually the game just became stuffy Alex the second point was that we were talking about Morelles and Edward, right? Now, nobody knows what any player's going to go for, right? It's, it's all, it goes about the selling club, what the clubs are willing to pay, right? Now, the reason, I'm not saying Morelles isn't good and he scores goals, right? But the difference for me is, when it come, when you look at Edward's goals, they've came against Rangers, they've came in Europe, they've come at the big occasion. Now, when teams are looking to buy players, right? It comes to European competition, Celtic Rangers games, cup finals, right? Ed- Edward single-handedly won the treble treble. See if that was a couple of weeks ago, he would never have been dropped for Bio or Griffiths at Ibrox. Whereas he went, Gerard went for the foe instead of Morelis. But it comes to the really big crunch games, I would tout in Edward any time. Two things will never happen in this programme. A Rangers fan will never phone in and say Edward is better than Morelos And a Celtic fan will never phone in And say Morelos is better than Edward So it's purely and simply The Celtic fans believe in Edward And believe he's much better than Morelos And the Rangers fans think mm. the exact opposite Again, in my opinion If you want to bring it down to hard cash uh, I believe that Edward will one day go For big money and I don't think Rangers will get the same level of money for Morelos when his time comes. I suppose Alex in, on the line, we've got two Alex here, yeah. too many Alexes. Uh, Alex on the line, this notion that Morelos doesn't score in big games, you're right, he doesn't score against Celtic, but he does score in Europe, so surely they count as being big games. No, I totally understand that, but right, so he scored again goals against St. Joseph's, right? Well, Liga Warsaw, right? just to, to put them through. Liga Warsaw, right? Edward scored what? And Salzburg scored against. Cluj. He single-handedly tried to carry Celtic through against Cluj this year. The back line, let's say, like, down that night, he done everything, set up two goals, scored. I just feel as if 
Sometimes you think Edwards no in the game, but when he goes to Ibrox, mm. he's switched on. The game against what was it Stockholm, right away free kick. I just feel as if I'm not saying Morelos isn't a good player and he'll go for decent money, but what I'm saying is when you look at we bought him for nine million, which is a club record. But when obviously when clubs are looking at players are looking at the big games and things like that, you know, I just my own opinion. I'm not just saying that. He's away. Obviously, he's your best striker by far at the moment. You know what I mean? I even think Bio's second choice at the moment because I don't seem to think Griffiths is getting a look in the now. Well, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Uh, Griffiths like, didn't come off the bench at the weekend yeah, so again. Yeah, here. I, I mean, I, I know that it's going to be a long road back for Lee Griffiths, but for me, if I have the choice between Griffiths or Bio, I'm with the Griffiths every time. Thank you very much to Alex in Hillington He was dialed 0141-951-1025 You can do the same And speak to the guys Let us know what is on your mind Neil Lennon says James Forrest That was impressive again Biggest threat all day According to the manager He was also happy with Mohamed El Yunusi's debut At Hamilton He was our biggest threat all day You know his pace And the effort to hit the bar he, You know his, his running power Where he pulled one back for Hudson He was unlucky Miscontrolled it He was creating chances He was a threat all day and he scored another brilliant goal. His run for the goal, you know, he gets out from right in, inside the box and it's a great finish, great ball in from Mo, who had a very good debut. So, yeah, I mean, that's James. He's, I think, got six or seven now he's got already and we're, you know, mid-September. It's a great return already. Brilliant player. Absolutely brilliant. You mentioned Mo making his debut. He must be pleased. Yeah, he's a really good R, you know. So, again, he hasn't had a lot of football recently. Look fit, fresh. You know, and he looked looked a good player that we thought he was going to be. And obviously, as we go on, we're hoping he's going to improve as he goes along. Alex, I suppose you might expect someone who hasn't played since mid-May yeah. to fade towards the end of the game. He didn't play like, as regularly for Southampton last season as he would have liked either. Um, what we saw early on from El Unice, would, would that be encouraging if you were Neil Lennon? Yeah, without doubt. I think one of the key things, he will get better, he will get sharper, he'll be more up to speed when it comes to, uh, you know, match tempo. Uh, I think initially he made a brilliant impact, Gordon, the, the ball, the movement, uh, the delivery. So you, you take all that into consideration. As the game would kind of wore on, I, I think he was having less and less of an impact. Uh, but as I said, I think there'll be a lot more to come for this lad. Uh, and I guess, Hugh, his jersey to lose for... Thursday night I think that one comes too early For Mikey Johnson That may be yeah. wrong that, that, that may have changed But it looks like it's too early For Mikey Johnson Scott Sinclair's miles out the picture yeah. Johnny Hayes Has came on again To be fair at the weekend But is that El Unice's slot for Thursday? I'd be interested to know What's going through Neil Lennon's mind Because I think Thursday In France Will be more about Defending than attacking Okay uh, so Some Personnel news today Hugh Would be that Jozo Suminovic Is to yeah. undergo knee surgery uh, Some quotes from Neil Lennon On Celtic TV He saw a specialist on Friday He's been booked in for um, A clean out in the knee An anthroscopy it's called Did yeah. you know that? Uh, I didn't Keyhole surgery I believe By any other name uh, <laughs> And You know It's a, a problem for Celtic At the moment uh, Because Near Beton Who has done a turn In central defence For Neil Lennon He's out as well uh, and we'll also have to get an update on Christopher Julian And that bump on the head that he took As I say, I think Wren on Thursday will be about defending rather than attacking So 
Neil's got a lot on his plate just now Alex have you ever had an an, an, uh, it's an arthroscopy sorry I got it wrong the first time arthroscopy I clean out my knee no I've had uh, I've had several procedures done but I haven't had one of them Gordon I think uh, you know he's obviously got an issue there it's a body blow for, for Celtic because of the beat on hamstring issue uh, Julian as, as you said uh if Because I think he was quoted as saying That he was uh, knocked out at that point And then they were trying to yeah, retract that So um, Said he wasn't the, the sort of latest if you like The clarification is that he was not knocked out He wasn't unconscious at any stage Neil Lennon had erroneously said that before Sure so. uh, Well it's just uh, Listen this It's one of the key things You actually have to watch about You know the, the, the well-being uh, He's come in and done very well Julian Ayer You know he's he's the mainstay at the moment So if Julian and Ayer are, are available I think they'll be okay in that position We're going to get some travel news with Amber That's the perfect time for you to make your call 0141 951 1025 And we'll speak to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here We're here till 8 o'clock Which means plenty of time to get your calls in And if you would rather tweet You can find us at Clyde SSB uh, Here's one that's come in oh, I've just lost the name of the tweeter My apologies, you'll know who you are It says yet another off day for a team playing Livingston Thanks Clyde SSB Huge coincidence that teams always have off days against Livy Unlike Rangers, Livy are big physical side We hit the bar, we had a goal ruled out McGregor saved well And we had a red card Nervous Ibrooks, he says um, Yes, I think all of the fair above comment. is fair Livy do deserve credit for the way they went about yeah, but The game it, certainly early on Yeah, but if on the one hand you say Of Rangers and Celtic Well the three points, they got them That's the important thing Livy played well up to a point But didn't get anything Yeah I totally agree But you have to give them uh, Credit as well You know What is that They're up to Hugh Fifth in the league I think we were... It was the first defeat Of the season wasn't it Yep yeah, And when you look At the start of the season A lot of people Had them as favourites To go down And uh, he's recruited really well He's got guys in there Like Bartley Who are willing to fight For the cause So it's their, their, their style of play and, and Gary Holt's got them firing Yeah I, I, mean, I don't dispute any of that But you, you are entitled <laughs> Although people are trying To stop you from being entitled you are entitled to point out that Yeah, 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 yeah Did well Up to a point But lost 3-1 I think it's more about Rather than Blaming Rangers for not being at it Or blaming Celtic for not being at it You, you give due credit to To the reason that they weren't at it Which would be the opposition I think that's perhaps more the The point the tweeter is making That's fair though, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's fair comment Without a doubt you See, the thing is We kind of focus mostly on Rangers and Celtic You look at Hamilton at the weekend Lose a goal within a couple of minutes We're saying Oh this is going to be 3, 4, yeah. 5 You have to give them credit mm. uh, Livingston came out in the second half Got a a, a goal Hit the uh, Hit the post You know McGregor had a good save So you have to take all into consideration Then you look at Rangers Kicking on and getting the Everyone's three so very touchy these days <laughs> A few more tweets coming in Paul <laughs> says While Celtic toiled to make the point safe against Hamilton It's not like Forster actually had a save to make Even in the poor second half and Scott Little says in response to Shug about Lennon's comments I think he's just glad he, glad he got the job done Hamilton's a tough ground And to win right after the international break And before Europe on Thursday He should be happy Job done, three points Move on to Wren, says Scott That's undoubtedly true But Neil Lennon said it was a very good performance It wasn't Okay, 01419511025 That's the number you need on the Lions Twitter You can get us At Clyde SSB Let's speak to Stephen Who's a Rangers fan In East Bride. Hi Stephen Hi there um, I was just the first caller And um, Hugh was talking about If Rangers don't win The league this year Then there's every possibility That Stephen Gerrard Would be relieved of his duties 
And it was just making a kind of comparison to a couple of years back, he was, and several of the other journalists were commenting on the fact that Gordon Strachan had two campaigns and had failed in both campaign and that he should be replaced. And that's worked out well for us, hasn't it? And if you see signs of improvement and signs of progression, you know, if results aren't coming immediately, is it the best course of action to replace the manager? Are we, ben- are we benefiting from hindsight with this stuff, Stephen? Because I've seen this argument quite a lot, and I think you're undeniably onto something with the the record towards the end. Gordon Strachan had led us to a calendar year unbeaten, but I, I do still get the impression that more people now think it was a mistake to get rid of Gordon Strachan than they did at the time because we've seen what's happened afterwards. And that that you know, you're looking at candidates who we would have been able to recruit and. You know, I can understand that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Stephen Gerrard at Rangers to try and stop nine in a row and subsequently ten in a row. Um, You know, those are numbers to me. Um, But at the same time, I understand to many other Rangers fans, it's much more than a number. But at the same time, from what Rangers have gone through over the last five years, I see real signs of improvement and plenty of signs of optimism as opposed to negativity. And... Having been at Hamden a week last Friday and then last Monday, um, I don't recall the atmosphere there being anything like it was in the times under Gordon Strachan. And at the time, you know, yeah, he was potentially under pressure for not achieving the goals and objectives that were set for him. But at the same time, you felt that we were on the right track and that when you're on the right track, you want to build on that momentum do you as think, opposed to stopping it. Do you think Steve Clark's a bad idea? Um, I, I'm not going to say I think Steve Clark's a bad idea. The replacement of Strachan and then subsequently Alex McLeish, that didn't really work out the way that the SFA wanted it to. I'd like to see Steve Clark, and somebody talked about this last week, forget Russia, forget uh, Belgium. You've got three games after the next Russia game to prepare for the playoff, and that's what it's about. You know, It's about getting a squad of 24 players or whatever it is who understand what Steve Clark wants from them and understands what Scotland expects from them and gets them prepared for whether it's Norway or Serbia or um, Bulgaria because we've got this one opportunity. But you need to see progression. I didn't agree with Steve Clark changing a lot of the personnel from Friday to Monday. I didn't know. I don't know what that achieved other than giving more players a chance to play under him. Because I think that if the, play, the same players are available, we need to find an identity, which we don't have right now. Well, right now, he's, he, he's at the experimental stage. You know, he, he's, what, four games into the job? Uh, he's very much at the experimental stage. Even at that, though, it wasn't that experimental, three, was it? Because it three, but, well, Ryan, Ryan Christie came on and looked bright against Russia, so therefore you, you sort of reward him with the start. Uh, Kenny McLean comes into the team who had played the last time we played Belgium as well. So uh, ex- experimental, well, it wasn't. He wasn't plucking Stephen players from anywhere and Stephen, just throwing them in. Stephen the caller is talking about he didn't expect um, so many changes game to game, uh, but. Steve Clark is finding his feet in that particular job uh, and it's also his first experience of international management so I I do still believe that it was right to change Gordon Strachan I think if you've had two campaigns and you don't qualify 
I think it's time to try something else. I think he, he, he's, I think Stephen, Stephen, I was just about to say, I, actually, I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of these next three games. I think they're of paramount importance to the to the country because we have to get some sort of momentum going into these two qualifiers. Otherwise, if you get into that in poor form, uh, and as you say, you're constantly chopping and changing, I think it's important to try and get your best team. Try and get, I, I keep emphasising the importance of who is going to lead the line because that gives you a kind of focal point to kind of focus on. And uh, if, if he can do that And he can get a wee bit of momentum Get into the, the qualifiers Because Whatever way you look at it If we do not qualify Through these qualifiers It'll be a major body blow yeah, Because we're be. up against Opposition of similar standard yeah. I mean my call was originally About you know The first caller And talking about Stephen Gerrard And there are comparisons Between both Scotland And you know Where my beloved team Rangers are at And I find that Both managers Both Stevens Are chopping and changing And that they don't Really know their number one team and that with that constant change creates a kind of I, I, I don't know if you would use the word disruption but you know there's times where players maybe don't know crystal clear what their jobs are Stephen I'm not so much discussing uh, managerial strategy and how Stephen Gerrard goes about his business I'm discussing where we live and I'm thinking if and we are talking about a hypothetical situation yeah. if Celtic win the title and Next season is about Celtic trying to win 10 in a row. I'm not sure the majority of Rangers fans go for Steven Gerrard trying to be third time lucky. And I'm sure the board are then given food for thought. Can we risk third time lucky? It, it will depend on the circumstances. That is all boiled. We can we can say whatever we want uh, if Celtic won the title. And then if, it depends on how Rangers go between now and then. That's, <laughs> a, that's a bottom line because if the gap is if the gap is one point and Rangers points, yeah. have won both cups, then I mean it's extreme. It's very different, surely. Uh, again, uh, cups are baubles at this particular yes, but, time. Yes, but they are they are the tangible, tangible signs of success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you... oh, I, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, but. If they've not won the league Then there's a decision to be made I think if you see any sort of progress Get in there You go in with a bit of momentum at, le- at least significant progress Yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, Without a doubt Gordon You have to see something And you have to have belief That he's going to make That, that transition next year To be uh, title winners and, and well, let's, be... let's try and bring it back a bit To the current day Away from the, the, the dreamy hypotheticals uh, Stephen what, what are you making of the progress Of Rangers from say now com- compared to last season We don't have too many games to compare it to Europe has been similar They've, they've made it to uh, to the group stages once more I think they had 8 points at this stage last season And I've got 12 this season How, how, how do you view the, 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 the progress? That alone, you know That's a statistic that, that says that they are Would that be 8 points to 12? That's 50% better than where they were last year You know, one game apart Which was very disappointing And again managerial strategy kind of think he got it wrong on the day um, I think we're in a much stronger position than we've been since 2011 uh, the health of the squad is in a much stronger position and we have these conversations or you have your callers have the conversations about Edward and Morelos um, if you were to look at our return on investment Celtic paid £9 million for Edward Rangers paid a £1 million for Morelos if Rangers get £10 million for Morelos Celtic get £20 million from Edward you know, again, your percentage returns on investment. I think Rangers are in a much stronger position than they've been for a long, long time. But again, you know, the emphasis is on if Celtic have got to put the foot down and press the accelerator pedal, can they accelerate away from Rangers? Only time will tell. But I think a lot of Rangers fans would say that we're in a very healthy position compared to 
four years ago when we were playing Brechin, you know, or five years ago when we were playing Brechin away in the lower tier of Scottish football. Well, don't you be picking on Mark Wilson's Brechin now, Stephen? He's <laughs> <laughs> a sore one from at the weekend. He will bounce back, I'm sure. Thank you very much, Stephen. Any school bride will speak again soon, no doubt. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. A new week, a clean slate, a fresh chance for you to come on and show you've got what it takes to beat the pundit. If you can get one over on Hugh or Alex, you'll win a signed ball. All you have to do is dial 01419511025. Be warned, Hugh Keevans was bragging in the office that he's been studying particularly hard. And I'm not even kidding. I wish I was kidding. He was he was getting he was getting me to test him on his sort of current uh, <laughs> knowledge of, of what's been going on over the weekend. Will any of those questions be in it? Well, you'll have to wait and see. 01419511025. Be quick, you only have until the news at seven. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompsons.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. We kicked off by looking back on a busy weekend in Scottish football. Celtic and Rangers both getting the three points, both facing slight criticisms for certain parts of the performance. Speaking of criticism, Hearts and Hibs fans, oh. where are you? You must have calmed down by now. We're about to hear from Craig Levine. Bottom of the table or thereabouts Miserable run of results Fans protesting outside Tynecastle. He says he doesn't fear for his job Hibs fans The pressure's on Paul Heckenbottom as well I'm sure So let's hear from you Where's it all going wrong for your team? How does it set you up for the derby next week? 01419511025 Let's do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Producer Andy rocked up at my desk the other day With six balls to be signed That's (laughs) how many you lot have been giving away recently Uh, He had a bit of a backlog He has now cleared it So if you're waiting on a signed ball arriving uh, It will be on the way Will we be sending another one tonight? Let's find out Hugh and Alex are ready And one of them is going to be up against John from Bishop Briggs Hi John Hi panel, how's things? Not too bad at all John, how are you? I'm good, I'm good were you? Did you have some fear struck into you there when I told you that Hugh Evans has been bragging about how much he's been studying this weekend? Uh, not at all, not at all. I'm confident. Good. I like that. I like your confidence. Uh, well, seeing that Lady Evans is away, and that's why yes. you've got time to study. See, in fairness, I must. Uh, I must clarify. I said to Gordon Duncan, "Ask me any goal scorer from any game in the Premiership, and I'll tell you." And he said, "Right, who scored Motherwell's third goal?" And I told him. And who scored St Mirren's goal? He was, but it was the speed he should have held yes. him. He was rhyming them off. Unfortunately right. for him, none of them are in the questions. Oh, um, but, but, but before we get on to that, for, forget beat the pundit. It's your your last night alone. Yeah, you had the haggis pakora on Friday. What? Yeah, everything okay for tonight? Tonight you, is um, meal for one time: spaghetti carbonara, mi- microwavable. Uh, no, no, no. I, I told you, I'm not allowed to touch anything that's plugged in <laughs> when Lady Keevans is away. So. Uh, it's 30, How do you heat it up then? 35 minutes in the oven It says on the packet So, so what? It's, it's, it's a ready meal though That's what I mean You're not yeah, 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 you're yeah. not, you're not cooking it Or, or, or preparing it well, from I'm scratch I'm no. definitely not allowed to cook no. <laughs> Is everything tidy? Because you will be in trouble If not I suspect Well producer Andy Reminded me of one thing That I must do first thing in the morning But I'll, I'll, I'll keep that to myself Right okay John enough about that Back to beat the pundit Head you are up against uh, Hugh Carbonara Evans. And Tails, it will be Alex Ray I've got a five pence tonight, I'm slumming it It is Tails, it's Alex Ray So all that studying's gone to waste for Hugh It's John 
against Alex John I'm going to give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to huh? uh, That way he can't hear us And we'll get your clock up and running 30 seconds John Head to head with Alex Remember you can pass alright oh, Good man Here is your chance to beat the pundit Who's the manager of Falkirk? Who the Celtic face in the Europa League this Thursday? Uh, Rennies Who won the Scottish Cup in 2015? Uh, Hibs Who was the Rangers captain immediately before James Tavernier? Uh, pass uh, Which former Celtic player has rejoined the club to coach the under-18s? Uh, Donald Day Who is currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? Uh, Hearts What is the name of Dunfermline Stadium? Uh, pass Hearts' Ryotaro Machino is on loan from which English team? Okay, uh, let's bring Alex Ray back. Alex, have you got us? I have, yes. You have, alright. Same set of questions to you. If I can get my paper in the right order, your time starts now. Who is the manager of Falkirk? Uh, Ray McKinnon. Which team the Celtic face in the Europa League Reds. this Thursday? Who won the Scottish Cup in 2015? Kamarok. Who was the Rangers captain immediately before James Tavernier? McGregor Which former Celtic player Has rejoined the club To coach the under 18s uh, That's uh, Odie Who's currently bottom Of the Scottish Premiership uh, Hearts What is the name Of Dunfermline Stadium East End Park Okay okay John what do you think Of the competition I think maybe I just tipped his way on I think it was, it was Ray McKinnon I played with him in Scotland When I was a boy Well you got <laughs> it It just took you a while um, Fortunately for you John didn't though So the first one was Ray McKinnon The manager of Falkirk 1-0 to Alex uh, Which team does Celtic face In the Europa League This Thursday You both got it right It's Wren uh, I think John went for a, a more Bishop Briggs pronunciation In Rennies Which is sort of <laughs> Like the heartburn stuff But that's alright That's the things right. we need On a Monday morning After okay. a session I'll let you away with it So it's 2-1 uh, To Alex Ray Who won the Scottish Cup In 2015 It was Inverness Oof. Remember that game you, you, you and I Were there together yes. I seem to remember They beat Falkirk Didn't they, they, they did. Yeah they yeah. did uh, Still 2-1 Alex Who was the Rangers captain Immediately before James Tavernier Lee Wallace I would never have got that Come on <laughs> I actually said McGregor He wasn't even there Ah dear uh, me Anyway still 2-1 So there's there's a chance John There is a chance And you knew that Darren O'Dee Had come back To coach the under 18s At Celtic Unfortunately for you So did Alex So it's 3-2 Who's bottom of the Premiership It's Hearts You both knew it So Alex stays one in front And what is the name Of Dunfermline Stadium It is East End Park Alex stretches his lead John Even if you had got The last one Ryotaro Machino is on loan to Hearts from Man City It's Man City But Alex didn't get that far He didn't need to Five on the board Compared to your three John I'm afraid the sign Aye, ball stays no here job. Hard lines John Oh okay, I'm no bother Next time Better luck next Aye, time But we're getting one of the boys one day anyway <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff That was John in Bishop Briggs Same time tomorrow For Beat the Pundit There we go All of you even studying this weekend Out Go on Alex Ask me any goal Any goal Go on uh, Who scored the first goal for Ross County? <laughs> He's forgot He's got no, stage no, no, right no, no, I've got it uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you out will I That's we are Ross Stewart We were talking oh. about on the break There you go And I didn't do any particular studying But uh, you just You panicked there yeah. I've never seen you I've never seen that happen to you before Because in there In the office earlier You were rhyming them off yeah. Like nobody's business Pressure got to you Why did you ask me that one Pressure <laughs> got to you <laughs> Uh, capital punishment I think we'll call this next section So if yeah. you are a Hearts fan mm. Or you're a Hibs fan Or you're an interested spectator And you want to have your 
Moment of fun And mock hearts or hibs at the moment That's okay as well 01419511025 What is going on in the capital? Let's hear from you Craig Levine says his position is not untenable uh, That's despite losing to Motherwell at the weekend Now you may have seen the videos If you haven't You can go to our Twitter feed At Clyde SSB uh, And you can see a video of the Harps fans Protesting Gathering outside Tynecastle after the game And uh, Hugh Keevans things just seem to be I saw mounting. Gordon a terrific photograph In one newspaper this morning Of the protesters outside Now I let it be said uh, Agree that people are entitled to protest They are not entitled to storm the door yeah. As some tried to do And had to be restrained by police and the stewards That's not on But people are entitled to stand and protest that's a an everyday entitlement in British life. And the photograph showed a lady who, let me put it this way, she'll be able to travel on the buses for free. And she's holding the, the, the banner, living out, along with a, a, a child who did not look to me as if he was of secondary school age. So there you have the heart supporter base. It's from childhood to mature adulthood And they are deeply upset And I think what Craig Levine said About being six points off fourth place Was a daft remark to make Given that he has only won three points yeah. In his last Twelve Thirteen games I think Thirteen is it I, I found it astonishing well, I'll tell you what I'll, I'll let you hear from it Just in, ca- in case people haven't heard it That makes sense doesn't it To, to let you hear the yeah. comments That you're talking about So Craig Levine uh, Asked specifically uh, Directly if he You know he, he fears for his job So to speak Here's what he had to say No No I don't um, I feel that I'm more than capable of uh, Of improving the results I mean we're The season's just started We're six points off fourth place I don't consider that to be a a uh, huge problem for us Hearts fans What do you make of that When you hear Craig Levine Say those things Do you admire his confidence Do you admire his resolve Or are you frustrated That he doesn't share Your opinion That uh, things are not looking good 01419511025 Let's hear from you Well You know it, It's A daft thing for Craig to say uh, They haven't won a league game Since last March They are bottom Of the league table uh, they are playing a brand of football that does not appeal to the supporters And they have now decided they've had enough of Craig Levine uh, If he wins on Sunday in the Edinburgh Derby at Easter Road It might buy him time But it won't solve the problem in general Yeah, I, I think I think it, it, would, it would give them a bit, as you say Give them a bit of leeway in terms of the importance of getting a, a derby win here. And then they have Aberdeen in the League Cup So if they yeah. to progress there Then it starts to get something going in the right direction uh, I was uh, speaking to Berra today Another programme, Christoph Berra And he, you know, trying to read between the lines His body language was very flat uh, You know, as, as you would imagine and the thing is, is how are they going to lift that group of players? Because mm. the, the run that they're on, and to suggest they're only six points off a of fourth place when they're it's only got two points off the first five games, it could take them an mm. eternity in this current form. Hibs, we had some very unhappy Hibs fans as well mm. a couple of weeks ago. Now, things have got even worse because the, you lost again at the weekend. So Hibs and Hearts, unfortunately, will lump you together because you're both struggling. You've got a derby coming up. Let's hear from you 01419511025 right now. Here's more from Craig Levine. It's just part of the job. 
you know, and, and uh, as I've spoken about this in the last week to ten days about how the supporters get frustrated that the team at home should be winning. That we, our supporters, expect us to win all our games at home, and I understand that level of uh, expectation. Um, and I, 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 my focus is just on the game. I don't try to listen to anything else, and uh, I don't think it's helpful. It doesn't help me anyway to be able to think about the game if I'm trying to pick up what people are saying around about me. I mean, Hugh, I saw a league table today. I think it was on the BBC website. Um, not quite a ca- not quite a, a full year, but almost. I think uh-huh. it went back to about October. Thirty-three games, I think, it is. Um, four wins, and. Hearts were bottom They were bottom of yeah. the table Within the last year uh, Celtic top as you would expect Rangers just behind So it, it, it is quite um, It's quite accurate In, in, in terms of the, the general spread of, of points That you would expect But you know Hearts were They were bottom By 28 points Since the end of October last year Yeah Simply not good enough uh, the, the problem that Anne Budge has Is that Yes She's done An awful lot At personal cost To Bring hearts back from the brink But At the same time It would be dereliction of duty If she was not looking at the managerial position And wondering what can be done here Because The foundation of hearts The supporters Put part of their wages Part of the money that they work for every week Into hearts And they Are not happy And they are entitled to be listened to Gordon, I've I seen that chart that you're talking about I, I actually don't like the fact that you Take a half a season there And then put it on to five and I, I get the point that the, the, the form's not been great But for me, it's always the start of the season To the end of the season Yeah, you no, but, no, but listen, it's, it's pretty simple why they do it though Because it allows it, it takes away this argument Which people will often use to wriggle out It's only five games into the season Because of course, if that's your If that is your sole criteria Of course five games into a season would be would be yeah. early to, to change a manager But you have to look at The bigger picture surely Yeah but well, what I'm saying to you is, is The bigger picture for me is When I see them sitting fifth And top of the league And then getting to a cup final Last year I take on point, um, board But then you're getting A new flux of players Coming in as well So things are changing uh, I'm not trying to defend Where he is this year But I don't quite get this From last October to then Because it was 51 points He got last year no, the, the actual reality is Yeah but you're, you're looking for a bigger sample That's all it is You're trying to say Is, is there progression In an upwards Trajectory. Yeah. Are we moving in the right direction or are we moving in the wrong direction? That's why people do it. I don't yeah. think they do it to be manipulative of when Alec and I were or... up the road on Saturday after the programme and we're talking about the Hearts and Hib situation. And I got a text message from the Hibby in the family. And his point was that it doesn't matter, the Derby doesn't matter at the weekend. Both clubs, both, have got to consider what is for the greater good. Of Hibs and Hearts It's not about who wins the derby Or it shouldn't be about who wins the derby It's about the long mm. term Yeah well, well most of the Hibs and Hearts fans Are actually getting in touch on Twitter Boring Daniel Farmer says As a Hibs season ticket holder I am dreading the derby Whoever loses will likely lose their job At the moment I'm afraid to say It seems Heckingbottom will be first to go I hope I'm wrong uh, There's another one here Um not uh, not too complimentary about <laughs> Craig Levine. It says a manager with class knows when it's time to go. Don't hold your breath with Levine. Uh, so there's um, not a lot of of love out there uh, for Craig Levine or Paul Heckingbottom at the moment. Let's go back to the phones. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Oh, one of the callers just disappeared. That's not particularly <laughs> helpful, but we, we will get back to it. Uh, 
Is it going to be I think it'll be a draw this weekend Gordon I'll tell you the reason being is Because I don't see Because <laughs> they're both rubbish And it's going to finish yeah. nil-nil I, I, say, I, I genuinely <laughs> think it's going to be a draw As, as I say I, I'll be as interested as anyone To watch the game And see what happens However It's not about who wins the Edinburgh Derby On Sunday It's about where both clubs go from here It's As I said that We have a boom or bust mentality in Scotland But it's not enough to win the derby and say Oh well that's great, everything's okay again No it's not I I really like this other tweet that came in Hugh Keevans uh, in particular Because uh, someone has not been listening to you recently Which is fine Um, Who was the original tweeter? Um, SMFCTID Says it. It's a disgrace that there are no, no. Sorry, he says there's a. It's a disgrace that there are three plastic pitches in the SPFL. Uh, but someone else tweeted to say that I can't believe no one's mentioned it, and little do they know that you won't shut up about it. Yeah, uh, and I've already said tonight uh, about Celtic playing on the concrete flooring at the weekend, which is harsh. Hamilton fans won't be happy. Well, uh, the area. Rab Smith says, when is someone going to mention these horrible pitches? Hugh never shuts up mm, about it. Yeah. I wish you would shut up about it. I'm only kidding. Well, as I say, I think it's sad, I'll use that word sad, that one quarter of our pitches in our major league featuring our flagship competition, one third, or I beg your pardon, one quarter of our pitches are... AstroTurf AstroTurf There you go Rob He mentions it He definitely mentions it It's 01419511025 And we're going to get The full time teaser It's difficult So you're only looking For five answers tonight And it's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Are here We're about to take Some more calls On 01419511025 But it's time For the full time teaser That's when you Send in the questions We read them out And invariably The pundits Fail to come up With all the right answers Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Okay Uh, If you've got a good question And you want to hear it On the show Full time At Clyde1.com That's where it goes Send it in And I will gladly uh, Read it out So this one has been Sent in tonight uh, By Graham Swanson And Graham says As we await The first Premiership Managerial casualty Of the season can you name the first manager to lose his top flight job in each of the last five seasons? Dubs last year. No. Kenny Miller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good question, isn't it? It's a bit different, so you're going to have to really think about it. So, uh, Graham says, as we await the first Premiership managerial casualty of the season, can you name the first manager to lose his top flight job in each? Of the last five seasons So you've got the one from last season Last season's was Kenny Miller What about the season before? Listen, I've got Lee McCullough in my my mind somewhere I don't know if it was the season before Or the season before No, you're not too far off But it's not Lee McCulloch Did he take over? Hugh, you just look bamboozled If you don't mind me saying This is my thinking face So the 18-19 season Was Kenny Miller Yes Now the 17-18 season Uh, Was Well I'll tell you what You've got You've got one out of five There's only four more to go You can play along with us At Clyde SSB on Twitter As we await the first Premiership managerial casualty Of the season Can you name the first manager To go From the top flight In each 
Of the last five seasons Kenny Miller last season uh, What about the season before that The one before that The one before that And the one before that Craig's a Rangers fan on the line Hi Craig Hi James How you doing? Good Craig What's on your mind tonight? Yeah well I was just I was listening To the whole chat earlier um, About Rangers and Celtic And uh, particularly The uh, Edward Morelos chat That seems to have um, Re-emerged again Since the call at the weekend I, I personally think that they are both as good as each other. I think Edward is a great player. He scored some vital goals for Celtic, and yes, he has scored in the Old Firm derby. Morelos, you know, I think there seems to be this idea, and I, and I don't like it at all, that somehow he doesn't score important goals. He has scored what is probably the most important goal in Rangers' season so far, with that header in the last minute against Ligia Warsaw. There's no doubt that that's that was a huge goal to get us back into Europe, and he's he's done that before. Not just that, you know. I, I don't think it's fair to say because um, you know that if you score a goal against an Aberdeen or a Kilmarnock or a, a Hibernian or a Hearts or whatever, that those are are, are wee goals. You know, Morelos has dug Rangers out a couple of times against teams like that um, and got points where otherwise we weren't going to get any. And I also think he deserves a bit of credit for the way he's conducting himself so far this season because his biggest downfall has always been his discipline but he has stepped up to the plate thus far he's kept his nose clean He's not. You know, there's not even been any real incidents where you would look at and say oh he was lucky he didn't get a red card there or that he's actually to, you know, to be fair to the boy he's done really well with his discipline this season um, and I think he deserves Craig, credit for that Craig, Craig um, this is purely and simply I'll, I'll repeat this Purely and simply A tribal issue Ah but to be fair I, I don't know where you're coming from And largely it is But this is what This is what we're here for we, I don't mind comparing players yeah. Whoever they are um, what, what about the kind of The latter point there About the improvement Discipline. So far yeah, of, of Yeah I, I, I don't take that away from uh, Alfredo Morelos However You know you, You're only complimenting On being a proper professional Uh it's taken a while for the penny to drop But yes, his discipline is better He does score lots of goals And those goals at the end of the season Could add up to a title win yeah. I don't dispute that uh, Edward came to Celtic for £9 million Therefore, Celtic will be looking for Considerably more than that When the day comes And the day will come And it'll probably come at the end of this season yep. So, they are both and you know, Craig came very, very close to ruining my earlier argument that you'll never have a Rangers fan on here saying Edward is better than Morelos or a Celtic fan saying Morelos is better than Edward. Craig came dangerously close by saying they're both good players. However, he is firmly in the Morelos camp. Uh, Alex, what about the... Craig kicked off by talking about Ligia Warsaw because every, I think we, there's more games than that. Gordon. The, the one thing you can't argue with is that Morelos has not scored against Celtic. We know that, and I wonder if when it does happen, we'll hear. Uh, but he's only scored one against Celtic. You know, it, it might it might never go away. I don't know. Um, but financially and yes. in terms of the, the sort of status or the, or the reputation of, of being in European competition. Obviously, the goal against Liga is important, amongst others. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think uh, I think he scored a couple against Michelin as well. You go back to last season, Maribor and um, Rapid Vienna. I think he scored against um, last year. So these will add to his value uh, in terms of the development of these both players, Gordon. I think you're actually seeing them develop very well. You know, in terms of 
their all-round game. Uh, we were talking about it earlier on in terms of Morelos's contribution to that 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 third goal. You know, some people say his link-up's not as good as what it could be, uh, which was very impressive. And then you look at Edward; we were raving about his touch in the first few minutes. So they are uh, both uh, very talented young boys, and whatever way you look at it, they're going to go for a right few quid. Uh, Craig, do you think uh, because th- there were a lot of fans perhaps questioning what more? Uh, maybe Stephen Gerrard needs to do more Maybe Rangers need to do more When, when the indiscipline was an issue with, with Morelos last season um, mm-hmm. By all accounts There's a sort of heftier fine system in place c- c- Could we be seeing that these things are In the early stages of working? Oh I think so Because I think you know, it's not just Morelos You know the, you know, the, the whole team well, John, Jordan Jones would be the exception Jordan at the Jones moment, the exception I did forget about that. My apologies. Other than Jordan Jones and he's a he's a bit of stupidity, because you know, let's be clear, that's what it was. There was absolutely no need for it at all. Um, other than Jordan Jones, who wasn't one of the players in Rangers squad last season anyway. Um, actually, the players who were there who had issues and the players who've come in by and large, apart from one occasion, have looked discipline-wise very good. Um, and it can be difficult in some games, particularly. When you're playing Celtic, because you know you look at like Scott Brown, he's a big wind-up merchant. He goes on that park looking to see how many of these players can I get sent off in a game. Now, I personally don't like that. However, there's nothing actually wrong with him doing that. It's about being smart enough not to get caught up in it, and that's what the players have been doing so far. And you know, I think <clears throat> Hugh's earlier point is right. You won't hear a Celtic fan come on and say Morelos is better than Edward. And you won't hear a Rangers fan come on and say Edward's better than Morelos. That may be why Hugh Keevans, being the Celtic fan, doesn't believe that Morelos is as good as Edward. You see, we we always get back to this. I mean, I I take a lot in this programme. But I've been a journalist for 50 years and I'm entitled to better than that. No, I am not saying it in a way to... In any way criticise you at all? Yeah, I yes, yes, the, yes. You I'm not, are. I'm saying it. No, I'm saying you it. You are implying that no, I come on I'm, this program and I only give an opinion based on the team that I supported in boyhood. I have been a journalist for fifty years. I deserve better than your cheap shot. How did that work out when Celtic banned you over the years? Well, you know. <laughs> Lenny banned me um, Peter Lobel banned me Any others? Uh, Ken Dalglish threw me out The, the uh, Celtic The Celtic uh, club in London Road Right um, So I, 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 I will stand in my dignity And I will say to Craig Come January I will have been a journalist for 15 years I deserve better than your cheap shot Craig and Cumbernauld Thank you for the call We'll speak again no doubt 01419511025 um, we'll revisit that teaser very soon mm. as well. Uh, let's speak to. Oh, sorry. You got well, something to say? I was going to give you an answer. All right, give me w- one attempt. John Hughes. No. <laughs> Neil McCann. No. Close again, though. No. Jim McIntyre. No. Still close, but not, Paul close. Hartley, I not close enough. Uh, you're just getting worse. <laughs> you're getting colder, as they say. Uh, who's next? Dean is in Drumchapel. Hi, Dean. Hi, how are you doing, guys? Not too bad. Dean, what's your point tonight? Uh, my point, sorry to go off topic about the old firm But it was just to raise my highlight of the week The weekend Yes And it was Michael Doyle's goal for Falkirk I, 
Have you seen Michael Doyle's goal from Falkirk Alex Ray? No. It How? is a cracker. Rifles it top. I'll show you two at the next break. Rifles it into the top corner, doesn't he, Dean? The guy has been absolutely influential for us. If we keep him in January, we are going to go up. Dean, you should be expected to go up anyway with the personnel you've got at your disposal in that division, surely? No, of course, but I mean, the better players keep us a better team, and to keep him. Would keep us a better team mm. How's it been this season Dean Because obviously as, as Alex says You look at the On paper The squad So From the top of my head Cammy Bell Paul Dixon Morgaro Gomez Charlie Telford Declan McManus Connor Salmon Ian McShane Denny Johnson All guys who've played In the top flight Semi-recently They're, they're now playing in League 1 And with that comes It's own pressure um, how, how do you think It's been going so far? No, it's, uh, with the ups and downs But the, the highlight of the season has been Michael Doyle so far. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. He's got a big presence about him. So it's Connor Salmon, mind you, but uh, we're doing we're doing really well, and I just hope we keep it up mm. instead of falling away. Yeah, that's just to scratch the surface because the, the more I think about it, Alex Louis Longridge has played in the yes. top flight recently. David McMillan just signed from St Johnston has been in the top flight recently. Ross McLean from Motherwell. So uh, the list goes on. They are overwhelming favourites for League One. They had a bit of a wobble. Uh, in the last couple of weeks yes, Losing the Clyde losses, yeah. and, and drew it uh, Drew it Airdrie um, But over the piece Is it Unthinkable That Falkirk Don't get out of League 1 w- With that personnel I'd be absolutely Flabbergasted If they didn't make it Gordon Because you're actually Talking about guys And for me it's We talk about levels All the time The, the yeah. quality they have At that level They should canter that I league. would have said to you Gordon That, that I would have thought it unthinkable That mm. Falkirk would be playing In the third tier Of Scottish absolutely. football Having said that Dean Six games gone Third place at the moment Three points off top Any Concerns starting to brew For you? Uh, not at this stage Not Too at early. this stage of the season Everybody's entitled to a wobble uh, As long as we Just keep progressing uh, It will speak for itself yeah, Time will tell Well listen Maybe we'll check in with you As the season goes on And see how that journey goes Thank you Dean In Drumchapel George is in Liverpool Next up Hi George Hello How are you? Good George What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, well, it's just a wee quick one because I know you're very busy. I'm just going to turn the speaker off. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, there's uh, there's a news article online about Jason Cummings um, possibly having a allegiance to switch to Australia. Um, I know he's played for Hibs and he had a spell at Rangers and I think he's down in Shrewsbury at the minute. Yes. Um, and uh, the article is suggesting is he, you know, the type, you know, is he of Scotland's calibre where he could, you know, continue to redevelop himself um, uh, as, you know, a potential centre forward, you know, for Scotland. Um, I mean, I just just on a similar note. Um, I read that Steve Clark is looking to try and get Karamulo Dembele capped for the San Marino game, so he, uh, uh, so he'll be a regular uh, uh, Scotland mm. player in the future. Now let's take a, I'll, those I'll take points. The first point, Gordon. Just, just to, for for clarity in the second one, the Karamulo Dembele one is not that. That's not the case. It looks more and more likely that he's going to represent England. England that yeah. seems to be his choice at the moment, and he's also been injured as well. So that's a. That's not one for us really to consider. Uh, George is right though. A newspaper article I today, today yes. Jason Cummings might be I off to I, Australia. I, I have to be honest. I burst out laughing when I read it. 
because you know we're we're not the best. We really do lack a striker. You were waiting for Lee Griffiths to come back, but Jason Cummings has got no chance. I would uh, uh, make a recommendation if he got uh, an invite to go and play for Australia. I would tell him to bite the hand off it because for me, he has not got the quality to to represent Scotland and make them better. Even though we're so desperate in that area of the, the field, apparently he he has been a, a nomad. He has been t- travelling about all over the place, Gordon. Uh, he hasn't really kind of set the heather on fire. In the, the the actual reality, he's now playing his trade in League One, uh, which is the third tier of English football, and he, st- he has a long way to go to convince me. So, if he gets a chance to go to Australia, I'd recommend it. It's not necessarily the, the third tier of English football because you know we've got Charlie McGrew and we've got David Marshall at Wigan, uh, but. He's not good enough Bottom line Simple as that Says Hugh Keevans Paul Mack is on He says Surely young Hugh Keevans Hasn't been in journalism For 50 years With his useful looks It (laughs) seems like only yesterday He entered the profession And a damned fine job He does too 5th of January 1970 I clocked on for work Uh, Another Hugh Your namesake Wee Shug At Wee Shug is on Twitter He says Jason Cummings would be No great loss to Scotland Simple as that At George in Liverpool We thank you for the call And let's check in On the teaser tonight So Sent in by Graham uh, As we await The first Premiership Managerial casualty Of the season Can you name The first manager To lose his top flight job In each Of the last five So last season It was Kenny Miller Archibald No The season before Who would be the first manager To go uh, Pedro Nope Cathro Yes Ian Cathro How could we forget oh. Many a debate had About Ian Cathro Why are you showing me the paper Rather than just telling me <laughs> What yeah, the I'm answer just, is I'm just, uh, It's not uh, a secret I had five I had five I felt as if we're pretty good So Cathro last year Uh huh Right okay So we're going back Three years ago now uh, I'm just trying to think uh, Who would the would Dundee United have went down that year Was that a year before um, doesn't necessarily mean they went down. Remember, I know, I know what you're thinking. Who, who was struggling? So who got rid of the manager? But uh, I'll tell you that. What about a boy Barraclough at Motherwell? Yes, that Ooh. is outstanding. Because no offence, you're not usually the best at the teasers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've missed one out in terms of chrono. Yeah, no, chronolo- I hear but you. I you're, hear you're right. So Ian Barraclough is one. Two to get. We'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. We're on the home stretch into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here and they're tackling tonight's full time teaser. Now, the address you need to send a question in and hear it on the show is fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Just as Graham did tonight He says As we await the first Premiership managerial casualty of the season Can you name the first manager To lose his top flight job In each of the last five seasons So this is a bit different You have to think about the dates as well So last season Kenny Miller You've got mm-hmm. it The season before Ian Cathro You've got it You don't have the one from Three years ago The 16-17 season Is it Tommy Craig? It is not mm. You do though Have Ian Barraclough From the 15-16 season Which means you've got Two to get Derek Adams oh, I 
I can't believe this is the teaser which you come into your own because you usually struggle on a Monday night. I'm part of the and club. And you are. I was going to say. The, I was gonna, there's got to be a joke in there about managers getting sacked being your specialist subject, <laughs> but I thought I'd stay away from it. Uh, in one day, old day. By all means, get the battle. So, you've only got one more to get. I can't believe this. Gary Teal. No. Oh, the magic's wearing off. Um, Have we got the right club? No. Wow. Do you want a clue? Yeah It's not a huge clue <laughs> The club you're looking for Have already been mentioned in one of these answers Okay So I should narrow it down It's only four Gary Luck? No Alright we'll get back to it Because there's plenty of time Let's speak to Jerry in Bothell Hi Jerry. How you doing? Good evening guys um, I just thought I was listening to the game in Saturday Because I was uh, at work And Celtic will have won nothing up and uh, Hugh kept saying it, it's going to be a, a very Hugh the Celtic supporter. Um, it's it's <laughs> be tricks in between, and I, I agree with him because when we only won won nothing up. The other teams you just got up and that's you actually lost. Well, you know, lost the game. You're losing two points, uh, and I agree with you. I agree with you. So you're you expecting a bit more? Is that what you're saying, Jerry? Sorry? You were expecting a bit more from Celtic at the weekend? I was, I was expecting, but then again, you've got to take into consideration the plastic pitch. I know Hamilton Ackes, Kilmarnock, Livingston playing it, but to other guys, I don't think plastic pitches should be used in top flight football. What I'd, say, what I'd say, Jerry, is that, um, and I said this as soon as the programme started on Saturday, uh, Celtic, prior to kick-off, had won their last four games at Hamilton Ackes ground, scoring 12 goals. In other words, an average of three per game. And I said, I fancy Celtic to do the same today. I just thought that uh, the performance, particularly second half, was flat. So presumably the pitch wasn't an obstacle on those occasions. Correct. Uh, I just thought Celtic's performance, having started at lightning speed, the performance second half was flat. And James Forrest... Sorry to interrupt you um, No I'm not sure that's the case You know the Celtic are obliged uh, To win every game in the league If they can uh, the, Their priority is What's happening on the day They just didn't play very well They were they, they blew Hamilton Ackes off the park In the first half But There was a Severe lack of chance making uh, Loads and loads of possession No chances James Forrest scored a goal Hit the bar and that, for the afternoon, was that. The, 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 the magic thing about the 1-0 result, Alec, it just it always gives the... Obviously, and I'm stating the obvious here, it just allows that belief to to foster within Hamilton Ackies or whoever it may be. If Celtic had... If, if James Forrest had come down off the bar and bounced, I don't know, six inches further back, and it's in, the, the game is undeniably yeah. dead. It's completely killed and it takes a completely... A different complexion But what it allows Hamilton to do Is get a bit more belief In what What they're doing yeah. and, and, and confidence and, and think Well you know what Maybe we can be a bit more uh, Adventurous yeah, and, and try and absolutely. get something back. It's just It's just natural For teams like Hamilton The smaller teams Playing against One of the uh, the bigger clubs They are looking to try And uh, kind of stay in the game As long as possible Then throw caution to the wind Because I, at the end of the day Gordon If it's two or three As you rightly said No one will think It's a big deal It's a free hit for Hamilton And you know They tried to have A, a couple of little forays But in the grand scale of things They never even trust uh, tried the, the Fraser Foster at all Jerry looking forward What are you thinking About Europe on Thursday And Wren away Oh um, Wren they're, they're a good team 
I would be happy. I'm happy that it's an away game first, because um, I always like going away, then bring them back to Celtic Park, be the atmosphere, etc. Um, I'd be happy to come back for Ren with a draw, but I'd be over the moon if we come back with an away goal. Yeah, Hugh, I mean, they're second in, in the French League at the moment, just tucked in behind PSG. Uh, they've got some outstanding young players. It's clearly going to be a difficult evening, but th- that's the whole point. It's yeah. European competition. You don't we're get into the group stages. You don't get easy nights when you yeah, get to this stage. We're into the group stage. Therefore, the away goal doesn't matter. It's the result that matters. I mean, they drew. They, they, they were held to a 0-0 draw on Saturday night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's mission impossible. I'm simply saying that to my way of thinking, the night will be more about defending than attacking. Uh, perhaps, though, Edouard, Incham, Julien, all French, they would want to go there and impress their fellow countrymen with what they can do in a Celtic jersey. I just think it's a... I'm not sure it's the most favourable start for Celtic to be playing Ren away. I think if they get a draw, that's a good night's work. Uh, Eamon is on Twitter Thank you to Jerry and Bothwell Eamon's looking back on Kilmarnock's performance He says it was a solid performance From Alessio's Killy Something that isn't given enough credit Is how excellent all his signings have been Del Fabro, a class act Hamelainen, slotted seamlessly El Macrini, goal scorer and man of the match And Brunescu, the goalkeeper Hasn't made a single mistake um, Four clean sheets in a row uh, He has held his nerve Angelo Alessio uh, After the 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 result against the, the Nomads A uh, Welsh part-time team uh, It could all have gone horribly wrong And many people were predicting It would go horribly wrong And that he had lost the dressing room And all the rest of it He has brought in the players that he wants Kilmarnock have backed him The crowd are now behind him So I give him 10 yeah. out of 10 for nerve Yeah, they've responded very well Seven points out of the last nine, Gordon And also threw in the cup So, you know, it takes some, uh, some doing yeah, I'm very happy uh, for my team, for the squad, and I want to say uh, to say thanks my uh, my staff, but uh, everybody work around uh, the team because I think uh, in, the, in the, the the last uh, month we work every day hard, and uh, the result we I think at the end of the game uh, we deserve this uh, this. Uh, in terms of a quick whistle-stop tour of the other talking points from the weekend I mean, the, the, the focus from the, the Tynecastle game, Hugh Goes on Hearts, it goes on Craig Levine, it goes on the, the protesters But it goes back to what we said earlier on We do always focus on when a big team's in turmoil How can you ignore what Motherwell are doing at the moment? Yeah, um, I think Motherwell should be afraid Because if they win on Saturday They will, albeit for 24 hours, go second top and Stephen Robinson continues to do a magnificent job. If I were a Mullow fan, I'd be worried that Hart or Hibbs might try and take him. Oh, let me go. Just put a bit of a man out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only other moment of sort of, uh, yeah, well, it was controversy. Jim Goodwin, not happy. He felt like St Mirren's goal that they had ruled out was unfair. 
Yeah, and he has Did a point as well. Yeah, it? absolutely. It was very, very tight. Uh, he was probably in line, so uh, I was harshly done. And in the manner they lost the game in the ninety second minute, it's, it's a body blow for some man. Uh, okay, right. I think we need to turn our attentions back to the full time mm. teaser because well, time is up pretty much. Uh, as we await the first Premiership managerial casualty of the season, can you name the first manager to lose his job in the top flight in each of the last five seasons? Last season it was Kenny Miller. To the one before that, it was Ian Cathro. You've missed one Then it was Ian Barraclough Before that it was Derek Adams You've got one more to get Now the response on Twitter Has been pretty good um, Well I say good They're close but not close enough Pro Eddie Lucian says Owen Coyle Which is wrong <sighs> Celtic Boy says Ronnie Dyla Which is wrong Anymore? No I don't Coyle I thought it was a stick on I thought Owen Had about 9 or 10 games in One season but Well I said it was the same As one of the clubs That's already been mentioned So we said Ross County Hearts Hearts Yes So uh, When I say lose his job He might just have, You know Not to say he got sacked But it's the first managerial casualty He left I think but, Or did he um, Initials Initials time uh-huh. R.N. Robbie Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen oh, There we go uh, Okay thank you Hugh Keevans and Alex Tr- We are back sacked. tomorrow night On Tuesday Terrible. at 6 o'clock Callum Gallagher's up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com.